Welcome to the Bliss Seekers Podcast. Our podcast is intended to inspire people to discover their true purpose and follow their bliss. We're on every major platform, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, YouTube. Please make sure you like, subscribe, hit that notification bell. Thank you so much for tuning in to our podcast and please enjoy the show. Because here I am, I should be spending this time with my newborn baby. I've always wanted to be a mom and I feel like I robbed myself of that because I had to go back to work and I was focused on the money. And so um, when COVID-19 happened and the job was taken away and I had spent seven, eight years being loyal to this job, I felt slighted. Yeah. You know, I felt like, man, I've given my whole good years and my momhood time to this company and they can't, they're just going to let us go and not, you know, keep us on while they figure things out. But I didn't have time to panic. You know, I have, I'm a mom. I'm a wife. I need to make sure that we have income coming in because that's where I, I thrive at. That's where I feel good with that stability. But luckily, this business opportunity was brought to us three months in advance. And I didn't harp on it because I knew I was going back to work in the summer season and I wasn't sure if I was going to have the time to learn something new. And so how the universe works when they shut down the strip, I called my cousin up and I said, I have time. <laughs> so tell me what I have to do. You guys are living the life, you know, working, making money around celebrities. How did you guys meet? Oh, so um, it was crazy. I ended up changing because here I am, I'm following the money. I'm going around, you know, palms kind of started dying down. There's a lot of other mega clubs that come up, you know, I'm moving from one club to another and I end up at uh, Marquee. Um, and at Marquee, um, Tiffy's working at Marquee. Um, now, uh, we worked together, what, twice? I think only maybe one. So in the in the um, industry, you're paired like a buster and a cocktail. You work in teams. So everybody started the day. That's your buster. Okay, cool. You know, and like, you know, when you meet people, uh, some buster cocktail waitresses relationships are like solid. They know what they're doing. They work well. Some are like, you're like, oh, I got that buster today. Yeah. <laughs> like, can I get another one? <laughs> you know, and so we only worked together one time out of our entire career together. She was trash. <laughs> I'm going to say it before you say it to me. She was trash. <laughs> so... <laughs> <laughs> the reason why he says that now, knowing me now, you know, I'm just a go-getter. So if I have to tell you, I've already wasted time. I'm, I'm about efficiency for my table. So if I got to run and find you to tell you, I've already wasted five, 10 minutes trying to find you to tell you something I can already do. So he likes to be dependent on, he wants to do the same thing, but the the guests talk to the waitress first most of the time. So I'm like, I'm just going to go and get it. You catch me, you catch me. So we didn't work well as that kind of team, what he wanted for. <laughs> she didn't communicate as a team. And as anybody else knows, what's the number one thing? Communication. Yeah. She just ran. But and, and now, as I understand, I, I, I it makes sense now um, because, you know, after seeing like how other busters and things like that work, where I came from previously, like they were real militant. You know, you had to boom, boom, you had to be on point. So I was always in communication with my um, cocktail and find out what's going on. Whereas there wasn't, it was kind of like, you can, you can't. If you don't, it's only going to affect you if you don't. And so I can see why she became more independent to doing what she needed to do. Not realizing like, hey, 
I'm a superstar just like you. Let's rock. Yeah. So like I was not always lucky to have superstar partners. So I just wanted to make sure that my tables would always because at the end of the day, you know, that's our money. So I'm not going to rely on some. It's like a group project. I told Sean, I was like, I was never good at group projects either because I'm just going to take it over because I need an A. I'm not yeah. going to let anybody sink our ship. Yeah. <laughs> like, I'm going to get an A. <laughs> so we uh, we worked together once. Um, there was no sparks. As a matter of fact, when I work, I work. If I ever work, I'm working. Like, I'm not a type of person that's like, all right, cool. I'm like, oh my God, she's hot or whatever the case is. And yes, um, in in uh, Las Vegas, you know, there's a lot of beautiful, beautiful women. Especially beautiful that work, in, that work. Yeah, beautiful people all the guys, guys, guys look girls, good too. That's absolutely. why you have to audition. <laughs> yeah, so they they do pick the best of the best looking people out there. So it was really, it was really great to be around that environment. But it's also numbing. So, you know, the visual aspect that most people get excited about wasn't what excited me. You know, I need more. Like, okay, so you look good. So does every other cocktail server here. Like, what makes you different? So um, what kind of connected what connected us um, was one night um, and she was she was doing an outreach, which is, you know, you was doing outreach, right? Well, I was doing another atmosphere job. Uh, she, was doing, she was doing something where she had to be at the, at the nightclub and mm-hmm. I was there, okay? I'm busting, I'm cleaning down things. And man, she walked through the door or whatever the case is, light hit her right on the on the head, just where it needed to, you know, lighten up. She had on this white dress. Oh my, to this day, I still got the picture. Oh my <laughs> Lord, Isaac, she looked like, oh. And I was like, oh. I looked up and I was like, who is, yo, I worked with her. <laughs> Damn. You know, because she's not in her, she's not in her work uniform. Yeah, yeah. She, she's dressed to the nine with the heels and yeah. the red bottoms and the whatever that I was like, damn. Um, and yeah. so was everybody else. Okay. Every yeah. single person. And I'm cleaning in my little buster uniform <laughs> with a dirty rag in my hand, <laughs> washing shit and just figuring I'm hearing everybody. And I guess she was drunk. She, you was buzzed. I like, had some drinks. She, she was, she was feeling like we would like to say well (laughs) I was not working so I was on my night off and you know I had some drinks at a party and right next to the party was where I work so when I'm drinking like I want to go to where I know everybody and like cheers right where everybody knows your name so I end up going into work on my off night and you know I'm at with my manager I'm like yeah I'm off so I can be here right he's like all right what do you want I'm like go over to the bar and I get a drink and I'm hanging out and I'm saying hi to all my friends who are still working and uh overcome and everybody's like how are you getting home how are you getting home hold on yeah so everybody and their mom girls included was all trying to take her home right <laughs> yeah. so she's over there she's like "Woo! this is a nice night i'm with my people who's taking it and and everyone's looking they're like yo who's taking you home how are you getting home let me i'll take you home i'll take you home and every, i remember hearing everyone ask her from managers all the way up like hey i'll make sure you get home right and she's like no i'm good you know i'm good and i'm good and i'm and i'm looking at her I'm like, man, huh? I'd come around the area just, it wasn't even my section. He wasn't even trying to clean. I don't think it wasn't even my section. No, I was like, like, but I was cleaning, I was cleaning things that I normally wasn't going to be cleaning. And it wasn't even in my area. I wasn't even supposed to be over there. I think that was the one time my cocktail server was like, where the hell did you go? And I'm, I'm just over here and I'm watching, I'm listening to everybody else. And I'm just like, all right, cool. And, um, so she's like, I don't know, I'm going to get home. And I said, I remember we were at the side station and I looked up and I was like, I'll take you home. And just like that. I was like, I'll take you home. And she looked and I, up. 
I said no to just about everybody and he said it and I was like, okay. <laughs> that, that rico suave get the gab buddy i was like yeah i'll take you home so i wish i could say real cool like it did, did it seem like that? maybe it did but i, was I like, was also had some drinks but here's the, <laughs> here's the funny part right so he's still working so now i have to wait for him because i promised him he was like listen i had a friend died i don't want you to drive oh well you can't tell my spot this is well, my spot well i'm just telling from my perspective Oh, no, you got to tell your perspective after. So, <laughs> so I say um, I'll take her home because, yes, remember when I told you, you know, I did have a friend. He passed away when I was in high school, drunk driving. That that was my intention. I was like, look, I want to make sure that she's good. You know, she's taken care of or whatever the situation is. I had no other intention. Yes, she looked like, wow. Yes, if I had the opportunity, I probably would have been like, wow, chicken, wow, wow. Yeah. You know what I mean? But that was not the first thought inside of my head the first thing that actually ran through my mind was my friend that passed away and yeah. seeing you know that she's drunk you know I was like yo I don't want that I don't really know her like that but still that's not something that if I can avoid that why not I think that's um, what so I was like through. I'll take you home but, and I think the the yeah. way he said it was more like that so it didn't seem like you just trying to be a creep stop we're friends no it's not going down like that and so his was a genuine like I'll take you home yeah and I was like I know him. We don't have any like attraction or we never like spoke or like he's never versed like, oh my God, I, I like you, Tiff, you know? So I was like, okay, sounds safe. All right. He made you feel and, safe because he was sincere. Yeah. Yeah. And, and everyone else was thirsty and he was sincere. Right. <laughs> yeah. Right. And, and here's the problem, Isaac. She's in a nice, beautiful white dress. Well, I have a motorcycle. <laughs> so okay. but here's the deal Isaac I stayed waiting for him for like two hours because he still had to they had to shut down and then they had to close yeah. they had to do all his duties before he could leave so I went up to the manager because the managers are keeping me hostage too because they were like no you can't drive I was like I'm not I'm waiting for Sean he yeah. texts me he said he's gonna take me home yeah. So they're like, you sure? I was like, yeah, look at the text here. I'm showing them. And that's, you know, the nature. They care. They want to make sure you're okay. And um, so I'm sitting in there. I'm having a heart to heart with one of my managers and in comes Sean. I'm like, are you seriously coming? Because by this time I'm sober now. I could go <laughs> home now, you know? Yeah. And he's like, no, I'm on my way up to the office. He comes in the office with a motorcycle helmet. <laughs> I'm like, what is this? Are you serious? Do you see me? First of all, I don't even like bikes. So yeah. I was like, so how did you think in your head this was going to work? So what I thought in my head was, first off, she was probably just going to disappear. She just said, okay, just to say, okay. You know, girls is kind of dismissive. And then she started messaging me. I was like, oh shit, she really is trying to, you know, yeah. I got to take her home. Okay. Well, cool. Listen, if she is, by the time I'm done, ready, I'll make sure she gets home safely. My idea was, I, at the least, I can get her an Uber, buy her Uber or something. She can get home, drop, get home safely, and then you know she can find her way back home to get to her car or back to the place to get her car. So I know she wasn't gonna ride with me, but whatever. Like, <laughs> shoot, shoot my shot. Yeah. Um, and then uh, I show up with my motorcycle helmet. She's like, "What are you doing?" I was like, "Well, this is what I got. Maybe I can go ahead and get you, you know, cab." She's like, "Look, it's late at night. I'm hungry. How about we do this?" How about you take my car, you drive, we go get something to eat, we'll sober up, and then um, we'll go from there. I'll go we'll go from there, okay? So um, I took her to the pepper mill, 
Peppermill. Right. Yeah. <laughs> um, You've been there? <laughs> they have one in San Jose. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So I so I take it to the Peppermill. Um, it's Saturday night, right? Um, well, Sunday morning now. Um, and three, four o'clock in the morning. Yeah, three, four o'clock in the morning. And we're there and we're eating and we just This is how I knew it was meant to be because when I'm, you know, inebriated or so and I'm ready to eat. There's no like, oh, let me be cute and eat. <laughs> like probably like a scene yeah. from a horror film. And I'm just stuffing my face. I don't even think he ate. Did you eat? Yeah. Oh, well, I don't remember that because <laughs> I was so into my food. And um, and we were there for seven hours. Wow. Seven hours we sat there. Um, we ate, we ate, then we got some drinks. We sat down by the fire spot, the little fire pit. Mm -hmm. She ate all the peanuts. <laughs> I was like, damn, I don't think anybody else. okay. Yo, can we get some more peanuts? Cause it, and she and you know, um, we had we had we had more drinks. Um, well, you had some more drinks. <laughs> I had like one I was sitting on um because I knew I had to drive. Um, so you know, I was I was sitting around and, and we were talking and you know, we were catching up about our, our future goals, what our lifestyle is, where we came from, our backgrounds, and just really getting to know each other. Um, and she talked for seven hours. <laughs> and I listened for seven hours, which is something most guys don't know how to do. So fellas, if you really want to get a lady, <laughs> shut the hell up and listen. Um, you know, so so we listened. And as, as I was listening, a lot of things that she said, like I said, you know, um, it matched what I did. And match who I was. And as weird as that sounded, like I was like, man, that's somebody I can actually spend a life with, if not build a business with, you know. Um, and like she had more than just beauty, she had a lot of brains. And I thought that was great, you know, um, especially coming in, in in an industry that's very vain. Um, and not to say that my people in the industry they don't know how smart, it's just it's more based off of how you look. It attracts less of that and more right. shallowness. Right. I understand. Yeah. yeah very so, shallow. so when I saw when I saw the beauty, the brains, she wasn't just all about money. She, you know, she had morals, she had ethics, everything about it. Like I was just like, man, this lady is world class right there. Um and we were after that conference, I had a meeting. <laughs> I had a, I had he kept looking at his watch, right? And I was like, um, do you have to go somewhere? Because you keep looking at your watch. And he's like, no, 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 it's okay. It's okay. I, I had an appointment. And mind you, we started Saturday morning or Sunday morning, you know. Um, we left Peppermill and it was daytime. It was 11 o'clock in the afternoon, in, in the, the morning. morning. And people that are getting ready to go to Sunday Sunday church. church. I was still in my nightclub dress, yeah. like <laughs> doing, the, was, doing the walk of shame yeah, in the, the morning. <laughs> and um, most people would think that, that that we hit it off right then and there. Like that seven hours of breakfast kind of, you know, started, you know, the segue. Um, she was trying to take me home. I wasn't going. <laughs> I, still, I still had my appointment, which, by the way, I, I ended up missing that appointment. I had to reschedule for the next day. Um, and I can't remember what that point is. Probably I think it's for my for my knee or something after my um, accident. Mm. But um, yeah, so the next the next day um, we uh, we didn't we had we, nothing happen. Yeah, well, it was just like I think I like this. You know how you like when you first like somebody all over. This has been a long time feeling that we could feel that way. So it's like, oh my god, I think I like this guy. Like, <laughs> and you know, my girlfriends are like. 
who is he? You know, our, my cocktail friends. I'm like, I can't say yet because I don't know what it is. Yeah. <laughs> and I don't even know if he really likes me. Like, I don't know, you know, let me find out. And we ended up playing cards like another night. And um, we were partners and we hit it off. And like, we played the same card game that like we, we played spades mm -hmm. and we worked well as a function there. And just all the conversations after that, we would have these deep conversations about life. And it was refreshing to talk to someone about more than what was in the present. Cause everybody's always talking about right now. And like, oh, I had this customer that did this and, and they're gonna take me here. And I'm like, well, what are you doing for yourself? And like, what's your future look like? Because I think because we both came from um, careers and the nightlife industry was just a means to an end because we, we knew the money would be there and we wanted it to be close to the money, but that wasn't the end. Like we were like, what? We were just using it. Yeah. Um, and to network and to to meet people and to figure out what what else was out there that we could use to 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 be great, you know. I think at that time also I had wanted to, you know, I really dove into the nightlife industry because I wanted to own my own nightclub. You know, so I kind of learned from all aspects of it as we went along. Um, and we connected, like, you know, it was it was really great to see that and have that with somebody. Um, at that high school crush feeling you get, that's not something we really get as adults, no. you know? Um, very, and, very rare. Yeah, mm -hmm. and, and I had that. We both had that, you know? Um, it's like, is he looking? It is was, he looking? It was funny because, like, <laughs> we, we would go to work and we'd be like, hey, girl, hey, what's up? Like, hey. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> is he, oh, and, and it would be funny because, you know, we, we had never worked together. We only worked together that one time. And so now, like, it's like going into work. You're like, you think we'll be paired together? Like, uh, and it never happened <laughs> like we never got paired together it'd be like on the other side of the of the club and like so we'd like find ourselves just like meeting in the middle like yeah. oh, how's your day yeah. going and it's good yeah. do you have some customers oh i need some help maybe like my busser is like why not asking me <laughs> like, oh, i just i just asked whoever was around me <laughs> and it, it was it was crazy man and you know we just we connected we hit it off and um even shoot, even our dating process was kind of weird, man. It was <laughs> yeah. So you know, in all transparency, I had hold on. I will, well, I'm just telling us. Oh, I said I'm not gonna tell you ours. Oh. So um, when I was at Marquee, when I first got to Marquee, I was engaged uh, to somebody from Florida, and um, they're about ten years older than me. And at the time in my given situation, like it, it seemed like the right thing. But as I wanted to grow and I was unhappy with my career and job situation, not necessarily with the relationship, but just my career. And, and I thought more of myself and I was like, this is not it, this can't be it. Um, I moved to Vegas without him at first cause he was still finishing up school. And when he came out to Vegas later, I just realized that he being 10 years older than me was very, very happy being where he was. Mm -hmm. And I knew I was about to grow exponentially. Like I was not done growing and I don't think I'll ever be done growing. And so at, it's like we grew apart, but too late for him to figure out that, oh, I need to, she needs somebody to grow with, even though he was 10 years ahead of my time. And so, um, that kind of like separated us. I told them, I was like, hey, you're a great guy, but I don't see my future with you because my future is so big. I don't even know what it is, but it's so big and I'm not gonna be content. This, there's no way 
you can reach my, my growth at this stage in your life. Cause that's not what you want. And I don't want to force it upon you. You need to want it. Right. And, um, so I thought it was an adult decision for me to just get back the ring and say, you know, you're the right person for someone, just not my right person anymore. And it happens. And, um, so for about a year, I was still living with my ex because it made sense financially, but I was like no longer romantically involved. And, you know, as I became a butterfly and started living on my own, it got real, like, you know, you think you could be an adult, like we could be adults about this, right? No, you know, it just became like, um, I need to get out of here. Like, I don't care what the cost is. (laughs) Like it just, it didn't work out that way. And so for me, it was hard to, after a while date him because I was still living in that situ in that situation, even though he was just a roommate. Yeah. Just I'm not trying to throw salt on the wound, but you know, it's like <laughs> it's a funny situation. And actually, believe it or not, it's, it happens more often than not. I have a similar mm-hmm. situation where I was with a girl for many, many years, like seven years. Uh, I was just scared, you know, that comfort, you know, but I I knew just like you we had different futures. So I finally, Mm -hmm. she was living with me. I finally got the guts to to leave her and she almost had a nervous breakdown. And then we had to live together for six months. Yeah. But it wasn't, it wasn't as, as nice as yours. She didn't even talk to me. She pretended like I didn't exist. (laughs) So imagine living with somebody and you're like, hi. And they're like, like ignoring you. (laughs) So Anyways, that's not about me. It's about you guys, but just know. <laughs> I'm glad. I'm glad somebody else was out there. Yeah. He was in a similar situation. So, now, here, here's how ironic things were in our life. So you hear our stories, how we match up different places, different <laughs> times. We're just doing it all on this this timeline now as you're putting it together, but we're doing very similar things along the way. Well, same way as she had, you know, her little ex that she was still living with. I was living with my ex at the same time. <laughs> We're crushing on each other because now our paths have met. And when you put two magnets together that stick, they just stick regardless, right? And yes, we were both in similar situations because I was still living with my ex at the time. She was still living with her ex. And here we are. We're not intimate. We're not with these people anymore. That's no longer our relationships. You know, um, we've understood that we have outgrown those relationships or we want more, mm-hmm. you know, than what we were receiving in those relationships. Not saying that those people were bad people like, you know, Still got love from, you know, but it's just, that's not where we were meant to be. Mm-hmm. And we both knew that, especially after meeting each other. Mm-hmm. Now, I had other people I was talking to, Isaac. <laughs> you know, Sam, cool, Rico, suave type. No, man. Um, I'm not trying to get strapped down in Las I, Vegas. I, I don't know how these Las Vegas I girls. I knew he was a player. I knew he was a player. <laughs> you know, Sam, talking to these ladies. I'm talking. I've been in a relationship. I'm done with the relationship. I'm not trying to jump from one to another. Um, but it was crazy every time we were around each other, the magnetism, like I could try not to even want to be around. Ignore it, it, you know what I mean? Yeah. You, it, it just happened every single time. Oh, snap. Here I am next to you. What's going on here? <laughs> hey, you know, um, and, and as, as, as we grew around each other and we hung out even more and more with our friends and everything else, she had everything I was looking for. You know, she was social. She was able to interact. You know, a lot of things I was hoping to have found in my last relationship, but I found it here very easily without having to like ask that person to do that or be that kind of way. Mm -hmm. Um, And now when we, she didn't force me into a relationship, 
that was one of the big things that I loved. I had you know, to be um, gangster with it. <laughs> she smashed my finger in the door. Yeah. That's, that's, she did. We we had a little heated conversation because what happened what had happened was he decided, well, he claims he told me about his ex at seven hours of breakfast. But I was drunk, so I might have not heard about it. So now we're talking, and he definitely knows my whole story, right? So I know I was very honest about everything. <laughs> and and then I some somebody says something about his girlfriend, and I was like, girlfriend? I haven't mentioned the girlfriend. And then I go on his Instagram good old Instagram right mm -hmm. and there's like pictures of this girl and I'm like well this is odd I don't remember there being a girl mentioned or anything like that so then we're going out and I don't bring it up because we're not together like you know we're just talking right it's no big deal but then you know a few drinks later I'm like so you're really not going to say nothing about this girl that's on your Instagram and he's like was it? What did you say? I said, I don't know what you're talking about. First off, I'm not with anybody. Second off, why are you tripping? Because we're not even together. We're still trying to figure out what we're even trying to talk about right now. Yeah, it was a conversation like that. And his finger may have been in the door when I was closing a door because... <laughs> <laughs> so I'm being the gentleman that I am. I'm like, listen, I don't know why you're tripping. Like, first off, there's nobody. Like, we're not, we're not together, you know, because that's already been established. One. Two... You and I are still talking. So even if there was somebody, you don't really got that place to kind of jump in. I'm just, we're just starting to get each other, get to know each other. You can't ask me questions like that or come at me in that kind of manner. We haven't decided if we were even going to go together or not or whatever, what was going on, right? So because of that, I was like, yo, first off, calm down with all that noise. You know, well, <laughs> let's get back inside this car. So I opened up the door for her, like a gentleman, you know, put her in. You know, and I would go to close the door and I had my hand on the door and she yanked it closed. <laughs> smashed my finger in the door. And I was like, I can't believe you still talk about that. Yes. <laughs> my finger is still, I don't know. There might be something wrong with it to this day. My digits is off. But, you know, um, it, it was crazy because even still through all of that, man, um, she never forced me to try to be in a relationship with her, you know, and she kind of gave me. Well, I mean, after that, so, I was like, oh, yeah, you're right. You're right. But you're right. Oh, we are I'm not saying. together and we don't have to make any decisions. So at the end of the day, in my life experiences with the people that I've been with, I've realized and from my mom that you can't force somebody to want to be with you um, because at the end, of, it's got to be their decision, you right. know, because at the end of the day, you don't want it to be them two years later regret the decision that they didn't make yeah so i was like this guy is somebody i see spending the rest of my life with building something with whatever it might be but if i force him if i'm like every other girl that's like no you have to be with me then i'm going to drive him away or it's going to be a decision that i made for him and who knows if that i need it Cause I'm at this time, I think I'm 30, what am I, 30, I don't know. 31, maybe, yeah. maybe I'm 31. And I'm like, yeah, I'm not really looking to start all over again for fun, you know? So in my, I'm my, my early thirties and I'm like, I need this decision to be his decision.
And if it's not, then it's not meant to be. And I'll go cruise around a little bit until it is. Or if it is, then it is. But it has to be his decision. And so that's kind of how I placed it to him. And I was like, so grown grown woman style. Just like, yo, I don't need you. I don't, I would like to build something with you. I have this attraction for you. I see some great things with you. I'm attracted not just to you physically, but inside, like you're everything you speak of, you're speaking all my languages, you mm-hmm. know, and um, beauty fades. But when you think about years down the road, like, can I stand this person? Like, are we going to bump heads on some okay. things? And, um, you know, he had it all. And I was in love with his desire to want to make the world a better place, to love a lot of people. Um it just, he's a stand-up guy, you know, like, and, and I could see that there was no facade. There was no, like, this is my representative. He likes to call them. Right. This is my representative showing up to this date, but let me show you what's really going to happen later. <laughs> and yeah. um, it, it was a beautiful inside thing that attracted me. And that was the magnetism that, you know, was unavoidable, but I wanted him to say it. I needed him to, to make that decision. <clears throat> Uh, yeah, it takes a very secure woman and obviously to do that because most, I mean, I'm going to say women, guys too. It takes secure people to to enter a relationship that way. And that's actually the best way to enter it. I mean, it's crazy because you guys were in the midst of like Sin City, they call it. Yeah. Right? You know what I mean? <laughs> like, like just the fact that you found love in Sin City shows that it's legitimately real. You know what I mean? Because that's the place where it destroys Oh yeah, we've seen the bachelors and the bachelorettes. I'm like, you get married tomorrow. What the- <laughs> yeah. yeah, you know, one one of one of the other things, man, I, I do want to say that that kind of made me that sealed the deal for me with her was um, beauty does not fade with her. So you know, that that's always going. So that's super fire. Um, <laughs> you know, uh, that part. Um, and then she allowed for me to to blossom and build more into who I am like I've always had a great set of skills and abilities to do a lot of things and I've always known that in me um and I've always wanted somebody that would help me like really bring that forth like most people just expect for you to just be great you know um they say behind every great man is a a great woman well she pulled that out of me you know um I wasn't organized at all for nothing um and she allowed me to to learn how to be organized she allowed me to learn how to go ahead and develop into the man that i'm constantly going into every day man look shoot we all act like we're supposed to come out here perfect you know i made a shit ton of mistakes we still make mistakes you know um (laughs) having having her by my side it made me want to do better it definitely made me want to do better um shoot i even wrote the song yeah i hope you guys don't know he also is a a musician, wow. self-taught, <laughs> and he sings and he freestyles and he raps and he does it all. And you know, one we would just kick it when we were talking, right? Before we started actually dating, we would just kick it. We would go to the park because remember now we're living with our exes, so we couldn't really just go <laughs> to each other's house. So we go to a park in Vegas, right? And just chill in the car, play some music. And he really opened up and he was like, started singing. I was like, I didn't know you can sing. He's like, yeah, I have a few songs written. And I would make him, I was like, I want to hear them or let's make them up right now. And he would just, 
you know, freestyle and rap and everything he sung about um, was about making the world a better place. And just like, I thought it was so dope that he could do that because my brother can rap too. And, um, and I've always like, just loved that he could share his vision that way too, musically. And yeah. I was like astounded by that. So we would get together and have little jam sessions. Then he found out I could sing a little bit and he was like, okay, now you gotta go. And I was like, no, 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 only in karaoke when I'm having some drinks. Crazy and Beyonce. That's right. Yeah, it was, it was, it was crazy, man, because like even with my music, like I don't even like most people don't even know I could do music unless I'm drunk. Cause then I'm gonna just start spitting rap, <laughs> rap bars out of nowhere. Like, holy crap, where the hell did that come from? Yes, yeah. I've got bars. If you're listening, I've got bars. You know, um, and but most of it is like just music for me. Like I do music for me, you know, or whoever I'm around. He has pretty much a whole album, like eleven songs. <laughs> yeah, eleven songs, like fully written. And I'm like, when we publish in this thing, like I'm the person who's like, we need to publish these. We need to get them on SoundCloud. We need to yeah. sell them, and you can make more money doing this because there's some people out there singing right now making money, and they do not sound like you. Yeah, trust me. And he's like, <laughs> you think I'm that good? I'm like, listen, I'm just waiting for the market. What do you need from me? <laughs> hey, make it happen. I mean, it, it might. It's still. It's still gonna. You know. It's still. I'll still put my music out there eventually. Um, you know. I, <laughs> I keep, I keep it, I keep it to myself, man. You know, it's, it's a represent, it's like your art. It's my representation of who I am, you know, um, and that's very personal. Like I have a song called, um, you know, one, two for her that was specifically written about her, our seven hours of breakfast, our future, everything else that we have, you know, um, and she's my muse. So, you know, but that's mine. That's my own, you know, because, you know, whenever you put things out there, you want to hear, you have people, they want to judge they always want to judge everything that they don't know, but what they don't understand is like, I'm not trying to make gibberish music or whatever the case is. That's my passion. That's pieces of me, how my emotions are. Mm -hmm. So when I put it out there, I'm the type of person, man, remember, I came from the streets. If you get to talking about my emotional side, like you can either like it and say you don't like it. I don't care. That's cool. Don't come critiquing what I put. <laughs> I have some problems. Chitty, chitty, bang, bang. So I'm not going to put it out there. I'm a, don't uh, worry i'll let you listen to it isaac i'm probably gonna leak the tape and everything because i'm like it's too good not to be you know every listen to the people who are making it out there in music and not to say like we're in our well you know we're later closer to 40 than we are in our 30s I'm and i told 40, him i was so like don't worry about it <laughs> and, you know i'm not just telling him i was like nobody wants to see a 40 year old rapper right so that's not the goal but yeah. your your art is beautiful and it should be heard like everything has a place and i feel like you know it should be shared because it is beautiful and it's a part of us it's a part of our story and that talent you know it's not going to be like are you going to be on stage 45 like singing your song no but you could be playing it yeah. when you're speaking to people Hey, that could be the intro. Yeah. In the social media age, you could do anything. Get an Instagram, yeah. put his music on there, put it on that. Right. I mean, just do it. I mean, it, it, like you said, if like I like what Pastor Adrian Ewing always says. He says, "Die empty. Like, don't leave anything inside of you. Like, 
you know, that's where this podcast came about. I'm just going to do it. Like, who cares? Like, I don't care what anybody thinks, what anybody says. I'm just going to do it because it's my art. It's the creation. That's your art. Just do it. You know what I mean? You're absolutely right, man. And you know what's crazy? It's because I have I have a thing on my on my screen that says, don't die with your music in you. And, you know, I've, I've been holding on to it. So, yeah, it's going to come, you know, and it's going to be it's going to be a shocker because most people don't even expect that to come from me at all, like she says. And. Yes, your boy's nice. I'm gonna put it out there. I'm super nice. It's I got bars. <laughs> like it's beautiful. Just do it. <laughs> yeah, and, and you know who gives him? So I'm glad it's just not me giving him crap about it because my brother and Ike, my cousin, who brought us into this business, okay. and and some of our friends are all rappers, and they and I have their songs, and I play it. And I'm like, dang, I wish I could play yours, but you don't have it out there. So I <laughs> play. And my and my cousin and my brother, they're always like, dang. Sean we wish we could because they will do like a zoom where it's like not a rap bottle but it'll be like play your music yeah, yeah. And like dang we can't play your music because you didn't record <laughs> <laughs> you know a little jab but you yeah. know he just he just has to do it because it's beautiful and you're right it should be shared it should yeah. be shared with share your talent with the world Sean they need to hear I it like I do it like I do it so, so now you guys are building an empire together right you guys found love and said, I mean, it's, I just think it was meant to be. I truly believe in these types of relationships, by the way. But I also know that you can connect and click, but it takes a lot of work for it to stay. Because I had the similar experience with mine didn't last because I wasn't mature enough to put the work in, right? But now you guys are together. You guys have an awesome son. You're building a business. You're CEO and CEO. Let's talk a little bit about that, you know? Talk about your business. Talk about how you guys are helping people. Talk about where you guys are headed, the growth, the why. Let's talk about all that. Okay. Well, that's exciting to talk about because if you heard um, what we did say was, uh, the, I looked over at Sean in one of those car moments, you know, where he's doing his music and I just looked at him and I said, you know what? If we don't work out as romantically, you know, I would start a business with you. Like straight up, I don't know what that business is, but I would I would be in business with you because yeah. you got that mindset, right? And he was like, "I dig it." <laughs> and and uh, was it five years later? Here right, five years later, here we are. We have we definitely got romantically involved because we have a three year old son, <laughs> right? And um through the trials and tribulations of life, you know, relationships are not easy. They're not all butterflies. Everybody looks at us and they're like, I want to be like you guys. Do you have what it takes? Mm. You know, um, it's, we bump heads, you know, we're not perfect. We're like everybody else trying to figure it out, but that work. And that like says a lot about the way we built this business. So this business, obviously we had no idea what business we wanted to start. Um, Sean, I'll let him tell his side, but you know, I was still working at Marquee until COVID was like, shut that down. Nope. <laughs> shut everything down. And, um, now I'm in a panic cause I like stability. Right. And, and I knew I did not want to be a cocktail waitress forever, especially because I worked my entire pregnancy with my son. Wow. And that was very hard for me. Not because I was healthy. I worked every shift. I gave all my hours, you know, like girls would call me and say, hey, can you pick up my shift? I know you like to work. I don't like to work. I'm pregnant. But 
I like money, you know, so I will work because a shift means money. And so after being pregnant in the industry and working, I, that was a feeling like I was like, I want more kids, but I do not want to do that again. I had no maternity leave. I went back to work three weeks after I had my baby and I felt like a terrible mom because here I am. I should be spending this time with my newborn baby. I've always wanted to be a mom. And I feel like I robbed myself of that because I had to go back to work and I was focused on the money. And so um, when COVID-19 happened and the job was taken away and I had spent seven, eight years being loyal to this job, I felt slighted. Yeah. You know, I felt like, man, I've given my whole good years and my momhood time to this company and they can't, they're just going to let us go and not, you know, keep us on while they figure things out. But I didn't have time to panic. You know, I have, I'm a mom, I'm a wife. I need to make sure that we have income coming in because that's where I, I thrive at. That's where I feel good with that stability. But luckily this business opportunity was brought to us three months in advance. And I didn't harp on it because I knew I was going back to work in the summer season. And I wasn't sure if I was going to have the time to learn something new. Yeah. And so how the universe works when they shut down the strip, I called my cousin up and I said, I have time. <laughs> so tell me what I have to do. And, um, you know, I wasn't scared, which is a first. And I think it has a lot to do with Sean because he has been in the entrepreneurial role a lot. Like he's just like, all right, let's do it. And I've always been at an employee role where I've always had a stable income. And if I'm not, I'm going to go find the next best thing, the next best job that has that stability. I knew how to find the money until there was no money to be found. And so I had no choice but to jump onto this venture. And I looked at myself and I was like, I did say we would start a business one day. Well, maybe this is it. And then when I found out what, yeah. And then when I found out what I would be doing, which was educating people, there you go. <laughs> right? Yeah, and making a lot of money doing it. <laughs> yeah. I was like, oh, I see you universe. You, I, you are smart, you know? And so the, the idea behind our business, it is named Skywalker Consulting because our son's middle name is Skywalker. And Sean and I always talked about legacy, wanting so much more. We all know that we don't make it off of this earth alive, right? And um, what does that mean for the rest of the people who are left behind? We wanna be remembered and we wanna impact as many people's lives as we can. And we finally, you know, we've always been the one in the circle to bring everybody together and be impactful. And people will remember us for what we did before but now we can make more of an impact and that's always been the goal separately and as a couple to just do more in this lifetime and our business allows us to do that so i'll let sean kind of talk a little bit more about that because that's his forte <laughs> well um you know for me i've always looked at opportunities as what we ask for. <clears throat> you know, a lot of people sit here and it's, it's crazy when I see people and they're like, man, I wish, I wish, you know, I, I just had this much money or I wish I had this opportunity. I wish I could do this. I wish I could do that. And often more than none, I've seen a lot of people just let opportunity pass them because of, you know, past indiscretions or past things that traumas that may have happened to them that stopped them from moving forward into something else new. Me personally, I can speak from that. That's the reason why I haven't put my music out. Past traumas make me nervous about putting my music out. 
Everything else, I don't really care. But that's one thing now I got to go ahead and now that you brought it to my face, Isaac, now I got to go put it out. Thanks a lot, bro. <laughs> Appreciate that. Oh, yeah. Um, so that's that's one of the main things. But for, for me, I calculate risk. All right. What's my risk reward? Okay. Um, and that's what I do with a lot of different things. And then I also had to take into consideration. Um, I left my last relationship because I wanted more, not just more from that person, but more from myself and life. You know, um, so I always wanted to level up. And just like Tiffany said, you know, um, we didn't look at at our jobs as the end all be all. Like that was not where I was trying to spend the rest of my life as a busser sitting around saying, all right, cool, son. It's career day. What does your dad do? He's a busser at the nightclub. <laughs> it's not something I want. Yes, yeah. that money is great. So I don't give a crap if anybody said anything about it. But that's not what I want as a representation, especially if I'm trying to leave a legacy. Not necking anybody that's doing that because, like I said, it's good money. Um, but as I got older, I had to evolve with it, you know. Um, and there came a point way before this, you know, that I started making my decision and my transcendent. And that happened when I started getting with Tiff. Um, <clears throat> you know, I started leveling up because I'm like, yo, this is a beautiful queen. We're in Sin City where there are people that spend millions of dollars. Anybody could swoop her up away from me. <laughs> yes. My good looks and charms could only hold her for so long, but eventually that's not going to be enough. I got to do some more. I got to go ahead and show her that I'm the man, you know, that she wants to be with. Show her to be that I'm the man that I said I am and not just talk about it, but actually be about it. So I kind of started leveling up. You know, I moved from from being a busser and to becoming an operations manager for the nightclub. Um, I ended up then um, and I took a chance, man. Uh, one of my friends, there was a venue, there were five venues that were being opened up in California. And I threw my, I threw my hat in just like Tiff. I was like, yo, here's my resume. Like, I know the venue's opening up. I don't know who's going for it, but you know, I'm going for it. <laughs> I remember having that conversation with him too, because I knew he came to me and he was like, you know, I think I want to be, I think I want to go for management. And in my head, I was like, why? Because you make more money as a busser. Your time is freedom because when you go into management, this is why I never wanted to be a manager. It sucks more time out of you and you don't get paid for that time. You know, you might get a little pay increase to be the manager, but you work 24 seven then as a busser, you clock in, you clock out, you're done. Like, and you make more money. And when he told me that all I could do was say, I support whatever decision you make, but do not make, do not think that I think any less of you because you're a busser. I have very, listen, I know what busters make, okay? So if it's a money thing, I have no problem introducing you. Here's my boyfriend, you know, he's a busser at Marquee and I'm a cocktail waitress at Marquee because I understand that stipulation. Oh, she's a cocktail waitress. Yes, and I make a lot of money to, to babysit drunk people. Right. And I have an education background and this is an end, you know, I know what I'm doing. So I was never... You, guys you know, intimidated. Right. For me, when I looked at it, you know, I also looked at it from this aspect. I wanted to be a business owner. I've always wanted to be a business owner. I always known I wanted to own my own business. So what am I doing right now to do so? You know, a lot of us stay in certain jobs and certain things and certain relationships, you know, but we say we want to do something else. We don't ever try to step out of that zone and we just expect for it to happen. So I was just like, yo, let the universe guide me to where I needed to go to. This this opportunity presented itself. I told you before, I wanted to own my own nightclub. Okay, well, now I need to learn the ins and outs. I learned what it's like to be on the floor, working, 
the hard, the in and out, the gears and cogs. Now I need to know how to run and manage and ship that, you know, you know, it'd be the captain of the ship. How do I get there? So I started, I took that opportunity, uh, became uh, operations manager, and I managed uh, five of the top venues in LA, man, at the time. And as I supported him in that, that was even tough on our relationship as well, because now here he is managing in LA, but we live in Vegas, and I still am employed in Las Vegas. And so what we had to do is we had to find an apartment in LA, get him set up, and I would drive every week back and forth from LA to Vegas. Now, it's not a long drive. It's a three-hour drive, but let me tell you how that went because this guy was working 22 hours a day, so he didn't have time to do anything. So what I would do is I would go in and I would get his dry clean because now he's a manager. He's got to look fresh on the floor. So I've got his dry cleaning for his suits, made sure there was food that he could just like microwave, like home-cooked meals, but easily access because I was like my baby is not eating <laughs> what are they doing to him you know um keep up the apartment and then still be back in time for work in Las Vegas work as many shifts as I could until that last shift and then drive back to LA because you know I missed him and I wanted to be around him and with him and to support him where I could so we did that for about eight months straight and I took advantage of that time too, because um, I also was acting. So I would do my auditions. I would try to make the most of everything, you know, just everything that we've been planning for. I was just like, LA is going to be great. It might be hard at first, but let me see if I can get a job out in LA too. And it didn't end up working for some reason, some way the universe did not want me in LA working. And it was, it was a blessing in disguise um because he didn't stay there um longer than we thought so you know being there um i was i was a part of one of the greatest you know companies being with tau group tau group is one of the best companies that i've, I've ever worked with um because of the fact that it was like harvard school for business but you were actually in it live like you know people get taught it i was really living in it like you know I got to see it in the field um and I learned so much in there but along the way I also learned all right cool what am I going for like Tiffany said I was working 22 hours a day man just non-stop crushing it I ended up getting sick uh I got a huge uh, a crazy boom got a crazy kidney infection um you know that that put me out for longer than I expected um and then it started letting me realize all right cool man I'm dying for a company that well, at the end of the day, replace me, you know, and it's not to say that that they didn't value me. But the truth of the matter is, if I'm not able to go ahead and fulfill the needs of that position, you got to put somebody else in there to go ahead and keep your, your, your business running. You know what I mean? So and that's why I ask a lot of people, man, how long does it take for your company to replace you? And everybody's like, boom, in the drop of the hat. So when I thought about that, I was like, OK, well, I need to stop working for other people because other people dictate and determine how I live. I have a family and everybody else that I'm trying to build and support. I can't depend on somebody else's, you know, um, mindset of me on what they wanted to do and using me up and then throwing me and discarding me when they're done, you know? So then, you know, my entrepreneurial mindset kicked in. All of the things that I learned along the way, I learned, man. These, so yes, when Tiff's like, oh man, you're going to manage, you're not getting paid as much. Yeah, but I'm getting now the knowledge to manage and run my own business. I'm getting, I'm getting the knowledge that I need 
live and in effect. Yes, live and in effect off of their dime. Mistakes that I make off of their dime. Now I can learn from that and I can apply it to my own business. Then I went out, did a couple more ventures, helped a couple other businesses build up very highly. They took advantage of me because that's what happens when you don't know any better. People are going to take advantage of you. Um, and I got taken advantage of. Well, and I think most people would think that way. Well, I think that it also goes like when you when you're a good worker, like you just have work ethic. We don't go to work saying we're just going to give them a little bit like they don't pay us enough. So we're just going to give them a little bit. We only know one speed. You get nothing or you get everything. And we always from, you know, where we grew up from learned how to give everything. So even though we're going to be taken advantage of, because if you're in a W-2 employee mindset, that's just it. You're yeah. going to be taken advantage of because you're not the owner. Right. It is what it is. You but know? Even, even starting like businesses with other business partners and things like that, that went to trash, you know, sorry for their companies now, because now they lost a great one. Their companies was thriving with me. Now it's not, and they know who they are. Sorry for you. Hey, <laughs> hey, now I know you're at the sideline. Now you know not to take advantage of people. Um, but, you know, um, the fact of the matter is I knew that that wasn't for me because here I am, I'm still building somebody else's stuff. You know, I'm building their businesses up from the ground and I was learning everything. So if you talk about payment for me, it was because I was learning along the way. That was my payment. I was looking at the dollars then because I'm looking at the dollars I make now and it crushes, you know, because now I have all the skill set. I've learned how to go ahead and run, manage my business, my business. So now when we were presented this opportunity, I calculated my risk again. Okay, well, what, what I got to do? How do I got to get there? How do I build? What is it? Oh, it's my ownership? Oh, I, okay, cool. Hell yeah. And mm -hmm. I dove in and, you know, I didn't hesitate with it. Tiff, you know, she still had, she wanted that stability. So her job and things like that. Universe yeah. Commission, commission was definitely like, wait, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. But then I thought, oh my goodness, yes, right? Because if I feel like, I know how to work. If I can make a company half a million dollars a year selling overpriced champagne or whatever you want to call yeah. it, an experience, yeah. I can make that for my own company. And now we own it. So now I already know my work ethic. And the beauty of it was not just that it was a business that we can own, but it was going to make the difference that we lived. Being in the industry we've made lots of money. We, we, at one point in time, we would probably have been one percenters, right? But as fast as that money comes, boom, it is right out the door. Why? Because, oh my God, I'm going to work tomorrow. I will just make it back. Yeah. Oh my God. I, I have the best schedule this, this weekend. I'm going to make it back. So when you're not, and, and there is nothing set up for hospitality industry, like a retirement plan. There is no exit strategy. And that is why we have a lot of 50, 60 year olds still cocktailing and, and working in Las Vegas. They got to send them to old Las Vegas, you know, because they're like, the, the people on the strip want service fast. We got to send you to old Las Vegas to work because there's, by the time you look up and you want to get out, you're like, shit, I don't have any money because I thought I was going to work next. So the, the common thing that we would always say in the side station, this, this is my last summer. This is my last season. I'm out of here. Yeah. Then we'd be back at the same. Yeah, yeah, it didn't work out that way. But we'll be back. But this one, this one is my last. And because we, we, this business allowed for us 
to, to change our financial trajectory at first and get the knowledge that we were deprived of, we said, oh my God, this is the cure for all of our friends and family who we've worked with for seven, eight, nine years who have been saying the same thing yeah. for years. And they say, you know, um, if you want to become a millionaire, billionaire, whatever the case is, find a big enough problem and find the, find the answer to it. You know, um, and life, life experiences allowed us to see that, you know, so as we started building a business, we started understanding, okay, where we came from, kind of money we were privy to go ahead and have, and how quick it went, and not understanding anything with finances, then also understanding when it comes to anything in this world, finances is the number one foundation. Mm -hmm. You know, the reason why most companies, you know, go bankrupt in three to five years is fine, you know, finances, then we were like, yo, we, we dove in. We, we needed to learn everything when it comes to finances, regardless, at the least, I get a world-class education on finances. And then on top of that, you know, um, I'm building a business. So, you know, we started building and then the helping aspect, Tiff's teaching now. You're teach, we're teaching people about finances. What's the number one thing that people have big problems with? Relationships fall apart, you know, all finances. kinds of things. Finances. You're educating people on finances. We're helping change people's trajectory. So now when I think about my legacy and my value, We've always added value to our friends, mm-hmm. you know, be it in the party, be it wherever we're at. We walk in the room, people are like, yo, it's Shauna Tiff. Now we turn it up. When y'all get here, you know what I mean? when y'all get yeah. here, they got, you got a hundred other people at the party, which you need us to be there. <laughs> so, so just like with everything in our life that we've leveled up, we've now leveled up the value we add to people's lives. Instead of just being able to add value to you now, here and now, you know, we're adding value to your generation, your to your family. Because now we're able to go ahead and change your financial trajectory to a point where you can go ahead and create generational wealth for yourself. You can go ahead and be able to have a nice tax-free retirement. You can understand exactly how finances is working from the bare minimum all the way up to how you need to get to. And it's not hard. And you can have a sustainable side business that will keep you from maybe not having to go back to work, maybe having, you know, a a good winter because winter season is slow. And a lot of us struggled in the winter. And that's why, you know, you starve somebody, they're ready to go back, you know? And yes, the industry was fun and great, but how long can you do that? When you start to have a family, things change. Who's going to watch the kids? Who's going to take them to school? You don't want to pass down your cocktail job to your, your children. Job. Most people don't even want to pass on any regular right. job. And so now you get to show people ownership, like like something to take home for you. Because, you know, we work doubles, triples, and everything just to make what we could make in our business, you know, in one pay cycle. Right. And then it's gone for them. But when you have that financial stability, when you understand finances and the rules of money, everything that we were not taught, now you get to keep it. Now you get to grow it. Now you get to make sure that it's there for your future children. I think about all our friends in the industry who have children and they are killing themselves. Literally your body. When Sean said he got sick and got a kidney infection, we are not eating right. We are not sleeping right. We are not um, drinking enough water. And we put our bodies through the wretches to make this money that is not there in six months. Not only that, man, but we're a part of the number one financial team in the country. Like, you know, when we work jobs and things like that, they don't know your value. They only see you as a position. I've never been a part of a financial company 
or find or any kind of business where they actually see your value and they give you your value and they believe in you and they grow with you and they push you to do more and build more and see your value and your worth, man. And, you know, that is one of the most powerful things that I've ever seen because most of the time we just get used up and life. We weren't born in this world to just come here, work all of our lives. And then at the end, maybe have a couple of days to go ahead and enjoy it. Mm-hmm. Like we're in Hawaii right now, bro. Like I've experienced, we've experienced a lot of things, great things in our lives, but the fact that we have the freedom to now go wherever, change lives as we move along the way and enjoy our families, being able to spend time with my son, like that's one of the best feelings in the world. Like it's great to make money, but spending time with my family, man, that's, that's clutch right there. And that was a big thing for me too, because, um, you know, I had to go back to work and I didn't get to enjoy my son. And I felt like I rushed my pregnancy because I was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I got to get rid of this belly because I need to look great again for the position that I was in, you know? And I, I didn't even get to do my maternity shoot because I was working all the way up and he came early and I was blessed to have, you know, a healthy pregnancy, nothing went wrong, every healthy baby, all of that. But I miss so many moments. And now owning our own business where we can travel, I am enjoying every single moment of building something. You know, Sean says, like, he needed to make more money because I was I was around millionaires all the time. That's great. But that's their money. I never wanted to come into something for somebody else's money because I know where I came from. I've worked for every single thing that I've gotten. And so it makes me have that confidence to know that we're building this together. I didn't come into his money. He's not the owner of this. We're 50-50 building this brick by brick, one step at a time. Success is not overnight, but our son gets to watch that. So when he watches us build this business, help families create this empire, Who's he going to look up to? It's not going to be Jay-Z and Beyonce. It's not going to be like, oh, LeBron. It's not going to be like the celebrities out there that, you know, you want to look up to. It's going to be your parents and what they've done. And, and that feeling to me, if, if, you know, I'm not here till I'm 70, 80 years old, just him seeing it now, it, he's already picking up on all of that. You've met him, yeah. you know, and he, he's just like, um, oh, we got another meeting you know, come join us. Like even the way he talks to people at three years old is, is something that I can be proud of, yeah. you know? And definitely, um, you know, obviously I have experience with the, with, with the organization you guys are talking about, but that is definitely something you don't see almost anywhere. An organization where they are, they basically, they do whatever it takes to make you successful, even if they have to drag you across the street. <laughs> And you could build it with your loved ones, your children are raised in that environment. And it's just an amazing, amazing place. And I I mean, just by now getting to know you guys a lot more, (laughs) I have no doubt you guys are going to be very successful. I have no doubt. I mean, you already are. I have no doubt you're going to head to the highest of levels. Um, And you guys are actually expanding and looking for people. Is that correct? That is correct. We're always looking for, you know, like-minded individuals, people that want to do more for themselves, you know, that are tired of the circumstances that they're in, that really want to go ahead and see their value, you know. Um, So if that's something that that you are, you know, you want to help a lot of families, you want to educate your communities, 
We want to make a lot of money, travel the world, have a lot of fun, man. We're definitely looking for like-minded individuals that are like us that we can teach and show you how to go from A to Z to get that success you're looking for. You know, it's funny because um, somebody found us, right? You know, we were in Las Vegas living the dream and then the dream was not there. You can love your job, guys, but there's going to be a point where either the job doesn't love you back or maybe you get tired of the job and you have to reevaluate what's in it for you, right? If you can spend so much time building for somebody else, at the end of the day, what are you going to get if you don't build for yourself? So this is something that's super easy to do. And we, we unfortunately, we had to come in with our backs against the wall because we had nothing. So we had no choice but to hit the ground running. But this business is so easy and so simple and you're and like we said we're in an environment where they want to see you win no matter what it's crazy for you not to be successful in this and have little risks when people say i want to be a business owner and we say what do you want to do they're like i don't know all right <laughs> well that's a good start or you know they have an idea and i'm like how much is that going to cost you oh a hundred thousand dollars do you have a hundred thousand dollars? Nope. All right. Well, that's a good start too. You know, this business, everything starts with finance. So whether you're passionate and we found our passion in this because not once could Sean and I tell you that we would have been financial professionals <laughs> in our career. And now we wear that proudly. We're like, what are you? I'm a financial professional. Yes, I am. Yes, How can I help you? <laughs> you know, and um, the beauty of it is that you can start part-time and start learning how to do it because Sean and I's experience taught us our whole life was like for this moment to build our own business every experience every adversity because building and starting a business is not easy right it's not unicorns and rainbows and you got to be able to wake up and eat adversity for breakfast be like thanks that's all you got all right next that's the only way you become very successful in life. You cannot be scared of those failures. And that's what life has taught us individually. And now as a team, we're like a supernova, just trying to make other people supernovas. Absolutely. And I mean, it's not hard, man. It's super not hard because especially when you think finance is like, oh man, that sounds like crazy. You know, we have all sorts of walk lives, different demographics, background of people that work with us. Our right? mothers yeah. are in the business yes. with us. Our Older sisters, brothers. Younger. <laughs> Listen, we just had our youngest licensed agent that just graduated from high school become no, a No, she licensed. graduates tomorrow. Oh, she graduates tomorrow. In the business before she graduates. 18, <laughs> just became a licensed agent. So like, it's not something that you have to be super smart at. And, and you know, it's one of the things that we teach you, like you said, this industry and this business and this company, they drag you to be successful. They teach you how to become successful. And we do the same thing along the way. And, and it's, it's a beautiful experience, man. And talk about an even playing field. I mean, I've never seen something like this where I wish seven years ago I, I would have been in this business or somebody would have talked to me about it. Um, the beauty of it is that more people are being vocal about it and getting people into the position to win. And so what Sean likes to say is, you know, if there's, if you don't love your job, if you don't want to pass it down, if your job is not going to love you for the rest of your life, if you don't have a stake in that job, take a chance on yourself. The best investment you can make is on yourself. And if you don't have ownership of anything, then what are you going to leave your family? 
The whole idea of this is to make sure that your last name lasts. The company that you work for, that somebody owns that. They're going to be okay with or without you, but will you be okay? And if you don't start learning the muscle now, even at part-time, the end is not pretty. <laughs> and, that's, and that's the thing, man. You know, just, just take a chance, learn something new. So yes, we are expanding. Um, you know, we are licensed in over 42 states. We have agents all across the country. Um, you know, Zoom is amazing. It, it absolutely is. You know, visually. <laughs> You know, people asked us, they were like, how was the quarantine? I was like, it's great. I met so many people, people in Montana, people in Idaho, people in everywhere, Oklahoma. (laughs) Yeah, all over the place, man. And and it's it's a great way to connect. And as we understand and we move, for for those of the people that are out there that don't understand, we're now moving into a digital era. So if you're not understanding how to keep up with the times, one, you're going to be left behind. Two, if you don't understand how to go ahead and have more than one stream of income, you're going to be left in, in, in behind very quickly. You know, you have to have multiple streams of income. So that's why when we say even on a part-time basis, don't stop whatever you're doing. Come learn how to go ahead and, and get something and build something for yourself. Right. And then let us show you that you're going to make more money here than there. And you can go ahead and fire your, your boss. boss. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it, it's... Like I said, I, I'm very familiar, you know, and, uh, you know, it's just a matter of being in a place, the right place at the right time with the right people in the right organization. And I have no doubt that you guys, I mean, just be, I, I, you know, I've been part of the organization for a decade now. So I know who has what it takes and who doesn't. And I, I, I can see a lot of those qualities in you guys. And, you know, it's, it's like you said, one person can do a lot, but when two come together, and when two are put together by the universe, that's even more powerful. And that's what I see. I see two people that come from different worlds, but have the same journey and are headed in the same path and are put together by the universe, to be honest, right? And it's not going to be easy, but it's definitely going to be worth it. And uh, I, I'm just very happy that you guys were able to come on the show and, and share your story and I'm excited to see where you're headed. You know what I mean? I'm excited to see where you guys are going. You're, you know, your son is amazing. Uh, and, uh, and, you know, I, I, I have no doubt you guys are going to do very, very, very well in this business. Um, oh, any thank last, you. Yeah, no problem. Any last words that you guys want to give out to the YouTube world before we, before we wrap it up? Um, you know what? Just believe in yourself. You know, uh, my, my biggest thing that I say to people is you, if you've never quit a job before, right? Don't quit on yourself. Give yourself the same energy, give, you deserve it, right? Give yourself the same energy, the same time, the same effort that you would someone else. Because at the end of the day, you are the most important thing on this world. So give yourself that same respect. Yeah, I, I saw a meme that says, if you could work eight hours for another person, you could do two hours for yourself. Exactly. Absolutely. Exactly. Um, my thing for, for the YouTubers and everyone out there that's listening is um, stop waiting for an opportunity to happen and make an opportunity happen. You know, um, don't, don't let your test determine exactly where you're going to go. Turn your test into your testimony. Because if it was all peaches and rainbow and it was great in the beginning, <laughs> then you have nothing to connect with people from. 
You know, all of those trials and tribulations, our adversity, our stories, as you listen to everything that we went, that's what led us to where we're at right now. And the thing is, we just kept taking a step forward. We kept growing. We kept going. We kept learning. We did not stop. And we're not going to stop. We are unstoppable. Mm -hmm. Okay. You got to also know you're unstoppable yourself. You're worth it. You're here. You're listening to this information. You wake up in the morning. You have another chance to achieve what you want to achieve. But if you sit down and you and you stick in that in that muck and you say that you can achieve it, then you won't achieve it. You're absolutely correct. But go ahead and push forward. Take a step. Try it. Try something. I don't yeah. care what you do. Call us. Skywalkerconsulting.com. Come <laughs> find us. You know, if you want somebody to go ahead and breathe some life into you, I will definitely breathe life into you. You know, um, believe in yourself. You're worth believe. You're here for a reason. Okay. What it, and it's not to work. It's not to work just a job for somebody. I'm telling you right now, it's to do something more with your life. So do something more. And if you happen to be in Las Vegas on August 3rd, we are hosting an event out there. Um, Skywalker Consulting is hosting an event and it's called Hospitality and Finance, right? Because we come from that background also and we know our friends and family need help. So if you are in the hospitality um, industry and you're going to be in Vegas August 3rd, we'd love for you to come to the event. You can get tickets on Eventbrite and that's on our website, www.skywalkerconsulting.com. So you can get your tickets there. And we hope to see you because we want everybody to have the bright financial future that we have and that we're teaching everybody else to have. <laughs> and then, you know, um, I'm pretty sure you'll probably plug in our little IGs or whatever, but, you know, we'll leave it all in the description below for sure. Boom, That's right. boom, you know what I mean? So um, <laughs> definitely, man, you know, it, it's been a pleasure to be on this on this call with you, Isaac. And, you know, we we thank you for all of your, you know, your, your great friendship, your leadership and the amazing questions you had, man. You know, we see nothing but great success for your podcast. And, you know, it's, it's a pleasure to say that we were a part yes. of this. Finally, man. And then we'll have to get them on Green Table Talk, too. Yeah, let's go. <laughs> already. Let's go. That's right. All right. Well, thank you guys so much. Again, you guys are amazing. And like, like, I'm not joking when I say the universe put you guys together, but now it's up to you. You know what I mean? Now it's up to you. And I, I, you know, I have no doubt you guys will do it. But once again, if you guys like this podcast and if you're still with us, thank you. Please subscribe. <laughs> uh, make sure you smash the like button. Hit that little notification bell. We'll leave all their information in the description below. Thank you guys so much. Thank you for tuning in. And as always, follow your bliss. Follow your bliss. Thank yes. you. Thank you guys so much for tuning into the podcast. We hope you enjoyed it. Our goal, as always, is to become the number one podcast in the world. And uh, make sure to subscribe if you haven't done so already. And make sure you share this with three of your friends. And if you like our song, our intro song, please check out my good friend, uh, Maroni Silva's band, A Dead Desire, on YouTube. That song is called The Mantra. Thanks again for tuning in, and we'll catch you guys on the next one. And as always, follow your bliss.